Hello, and welcome to 218 Time, a podcast by two guys with an approximate knowledge of many things. I'm Feet. I'm Tommy. And we are back for yet another episode in your feed. This week, we, uh, we're we going to be zooming through, doing some skips, doing some sequence breaks, because yes. we've got a, a fun topic based on what we've been up to, as always. Oh, yeah. Everyone knows how much... Uh... You suck. I, mean, we, I could just stop right now. I could just stop talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe you should. You should leave. No, um, everybody knows how boring, like, quarantine's been kind of getting. Yeah, this will be coming out in, like, January. But, like, it's, it's probably still going. Sorry. Um, yeah, so it's it's Sorry, it's I been rough. Stop talking. No, it's fine. It's fine. Sorry, no, I had, like, a little a little burparini Alfredo. Um, <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> Why oh, is it I just gross? Don't like that phrase. No, just the phrase "burpering <laughs> Alfredo." <laughs> okay. Anyhow, um, since I've been so bored, I've like, as a lot of people have that I know, um, I've been trying to like find new hobbies and stuff, and it's it's been you know pretty pretty tough finding them because I'm someone who can get fixated on stuff really quickly, but can also like break away from those fixations really quickly. Um, yeah. And when I'm most recent fixations is uh speed running and the mm. particular speed running that i've been doing has been speed running for uh legend of zelda breath of the wild a modern classic some might say well i would i would consider it just uh just a classic in general it's up there with ah. the best pac-man space invaders et the classics <laughs> the classic <laughs> but um the thing about the thing about like many other speedruns is it's not about like there's no I guess creativity in the speedrun. You're just going through a formula almost from A to B. And in a way, getting through that formula is really satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. So I was watching like a bunch of videos on it and I was like it was like four AM and I was like, I can do that. Uh, so one morning I woke up, I looked up some videos on it, and I started doing it for about a week uh I've, I've just been taking a break recently because i haven't had access to my switch i've been i guess just over and over again doing the very like beginning of the game waking up in the chamber and then immediately glitching out of that and going to the stasis shrine and i've just done that like a dozen times at this point and it's been you know it's been interesting yeah for those who don't know speedrunning is a relatively common thing in the gaming community where it's like hey you play you played a game like millions of times or maybe even just once and you're like i want to see how fast i can beat this game and there's a very serious community for it there are events for like charity for it every year plenty of youtubers who are dedicated to it or twitch streamers who are dedicated to it various games and obviously depending on the game it could be completely different because you can really speed run most games with an objective but with something like Zelda, for instance, while Breath of the Wild is an open-world game, there's still a pretty clear and direct path to take to the end, and people have been trying to break the game for the past, like, three and a half years and see what they can do. Yeah. I'm not super familiar with what kind of major skips people have pulled off, so well, I'd be curious to hear. So, back in, like, the first, like, two years, I remember I watched a video, and it was about 45 minutes long 
and it was a speed run of the game. And I was like, it might have been about 50, but I was like, dude, this is crazy. And it was very not glitch heavy. It was very, like, by the books. It was kind of just more the guy was going through the game really fast. There were some minor glitches, but for the most part, it was just kind of him knowing exactly what to do and where to go. Um, and I actually think that the Great Plateau, which is the beginning, it's like the first like act of the game, it's like the tutorial, it originally did not count towards speedrun times just because there were a lot of cutscenes and a lot of like weird loading things, and the loading was so like varied that they just didn't want to bother. So I think that the speedrun happened right after you got off the Great Plateau. So it was about 45 minutes. And then recently, when I just got back into it, the world record was 22 minutes. Which is crazy impressive. Which is crazy. So that's that's already like a 20, 30-minute, um, depending on if I messed up my time originally, 30-minute like time difference. But the crazy part is, the Great Plateau is included in all of that. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so that's adding a whole other part of the game and still shaving off about 20 minutes. Honestly, if they took away the Great Plateau, I mean, it would be, like, probably a 10-minute run at the most. Because I think the Great Plateau is where, like, most of the time of the run goes into. Um, and that happens with a lot of speedruns, is a lot of the times it's just there's a big chunk of the game that you can't skip anything, so it's just kind of getting through it as fast as you can. Yeah, it's just, like, it's, like, a lot of that. Which is why I'm surprised that wasn't included at first, but, like... I mean, Breath of the Wild is one of those games that, like, can be very meaty if you want it to, but absolutely does not have to be. You said there was some kind of skip right at the beginning? Oh, yeah, no. So, um, as soon as you get the Sheikah Slate, which is, like, the first thing you do in the game, like, you literally wake up, and then you're supposed to, like, leave, and then it has the big, like, big cutscene, and it's like, ah, 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 does that, and it shows the world. Yeah, that was... That was beautiful. Thank I you. almost cried. Thank you. Um, so you get the Sheikah Slate. And the thing is, if they knew a way where you didn't need to grab the Sheikah Slate, they probably would not have to do it. Because it's like a whole cutscene that I think takes all together around like 20 seconds. Which, as people who are familiar with speedrunning know, that's a fair amount of time. Oh yeah, every second counts in any length speedrun. Like, seconds could be the key to a world record or you know, a mediocre run. Yeah, so basically what you do is you grab that, and then you have to go to, like, a certain corner in the first room, and it's like you have to, like, jump onto the wall and start running into the corner, and then you have to turn the camera around so it's facing away from Link, and then you have to just really fast click the uh, zoom button with the Sheikah Slate, like, really quickly, and if you get it correctly you'll look through the Sheikah Slate and you'll phase through the wall. I mean, I don't know about you, but the first thing I do when I wake up every morning is start running into the corner. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so then you're under the first room, and then you have to go up, you have to, like, climb up this side thing, and then you have to, like, come out of the bottom, and then you gotta, like, immediately, you go take a shield, and then you get an axe, and then you have to go get some arrows up a cliff. And then you have to steal a bow from one of the goblins by hitting him a couple of times. And then you have to, like, climb up uh, a sheer cliff, go to the stasis shrine. And then it gets really hard. There's a mechanic in the game called shield surfing. And you get this thing called skew if you, like, do it on, like, a slope, but kind of unequip it while you're in the slope. 
um, and then immediately jump off. You get this thing called skew, and what? And then Link does this weird thing where his entire body like spans off to the side, and then you have to go up to a certain part of the shrine, do that again, and then you phase into uh, the wall, and that's how you get into the stasis shrine without having to like open it, without having to get the tower up and stuff. It's wild. That is wild. I don't like. A lot of times with speedrunning, it'll be stuff that just doesn't even make sense logically if you don't really know how, like, the game is made. Like, hearing that, I'm just like, uh, how even does that stuff work? Yeah, it's... It's a wild community. I mean... It's so with, wild. I know there's, like, you know, say with Jewel about various individuals or events or whatever, but, like, the concept of the speedrunning community and the fact that there are people out there who are so enthusiastic about, like figuring out every way this game can work and how they can manipulate it it's just really cool and like i don't know it's it's another one of those communities that we always love talking about that's just passionate people having fun with something yeah and i mean sometimes they end up just having some of the greatest videos of all time oh of course uh, i mean such as the classic absolutely classic one from it's goldeneye right yes the original goldeneye 64 yeah uh, streets 112 and it's the guy playing um, Streets 112, and <laughs> he's just talking through it as he's because he's rewatching it because uh, he knows he got it right, but he's rewatching it because he wasn't like talking because usually if you watch a speedrun they don't talk a ton, mm. but he's just going because it's, it's you know it takes a lot of skill yeah a lot of focus yeah he's like super duper excited watching he's like yes yes I have never seen a 113 in my life or is it 112. Uh, 113, because he, he, what he does is he skips his own record down from 114 to 112, which was a huge deal because that was, like, basically record-breaking, and, like, that's also a big jump to make in a speedrun when you're already really good at a speedrun, and then after a long time of practicing, you find out how to cut over a second out with a time that short, that's yeah. a big deal. So the thing about speedruns is a second is, like, literally hundreds of, like, not, well, yeah, hundreds of hours of work. People will literally spend tens of hours shaving a millisecond off their time. Being able to skip an entire second is, like, insanely rare. It's wild. It really is, though. So that's why that video is so... He's super, like, he's super hyped, and he's <laughs> very confident, and, like, it's just very funny to see how just absolutely insane this man is getting over this run. But, like, you know, you... You're looking at it, like, on the one hand, you're like, I get it. On the other hand, you're just having fun with it. Yeah. Uh, I highly advise anybody who has not seen it before, 100% watch it. And if you have seen it before, go watch it again. Because, honestly, it's just so funny. It is it is a classic. Another another classic is um, Wind Waker. And they had mm. literally... So, Wind Waker came out in 2003? Yeah, early-ish GameCube days, I believe. Oh, uh, well, technically 2002 in Japan, but in America it came out in 2003. And since the game's launch, the game was having this, like, insane speedrun community. Like, it has one of the biggest speedrun communities out of, like, all games. Because... because oh, you can explain. I was gonna say, because there's a part in the game where there is a barrier to get to, like, basically the final boss, and in the original game, the barrier skip was impossible because of like i think it was just because of how much the game could take it was like these minute numbers that the game had to the game had a max and crossing the barrier would exceed that max so the game wouldn't allow it but in the remake basically what well just to kind of clarify there 
were a lot of kind of mechanics that were stopping you from getting around this because a lot of times it's there's a lot of games where you can clip through walls or you know you get over an invisible wall but there were a lot of reasons you couldn't get through and if you could get through this you could skip a huge chunk of the game and we're not just talking like yeah. a few minutes we're talking like a large large chunk. i think it was yeah i think it was like a half an hour or a few hours something like you could that. skip a lot of major areas in the game if you could get through that wall yeah because the barrier literally happens, like, a little before halfway through the game. Yeah. So, like, people were speedrunning the other half of the game. And uh, once the barrier skip happened, that just didn't have to happen anymore. Of course, unless you were doing a glitchless speedrun, which is actually a category where you can't do a glitched speedrun of the game. Right. There's, there's lots of categories. It depends on the game, but generally there is, like, 100% completion speedruns and any percent completion speedruns stuff like that but there's an there's a fantastic like just it's really quick because all you got to do is literally just like well there actually is a couple of like little documentaries that people have posted on youtube some of them are fantastic highly recommend oh yeah to that if you're interested but the best one is it was the first time it had like been recorded and it was like 15 years after the game had come out or something like that maybe a little less than that but um it's this italian guy doing a stream and he just starts going well he does it and he starts going oh I did it! Badiaskip! Badiaskip! And he starts, like, screaming that out. It's fantastic, because he's so excited. It's so pure. Like, just pure excitement and joy, because you would think that you would have that game mastered by then. But along comes this Yeah, it's, it's insane. And one of my favorite games to, like, learn about Barrier... Like, uh, not Barrier Skip. Uh, Speedrun-wise is, like, the original Super Mario Bros., because that game has been sped run, speed ran, speed ran, whatever. That game has had, had has had so many speed runs that they think that the perfect time has almost been achieved. So what they did was somebody had a computer do the Super Mario Bros. speed run, which are called tasses or like tool assisted speed runs because it's basically most of the time you're just making a computer telling it what to do and you can make it do the perfect speed run. Which sometimes is not physically humanly possible. Yeah, so usually uh, uh, one of those is done not to, like, cheat. It's done to um, show, like, the limits of what can be done. Yeah. Um, and I think that the task beat the current human speedrun by, like... It was by a few milliseconds, and they said that somebody could possibly do it. It's just borderline impossible. Like, borderline impossible because you literally need to have a picture-perfect... Like, there cannot be any issues. Because the thing is, a lot of times with speedruns, people have best times in different parts of the game. Where if you added those together, their speedruns would be great. Yeah. But usually you don't have, like... Say there's, like, ten sections in a game. Like, maybe you have, like... In each of the sections, you have a... um lowest time that would be close to the speed run or whatever to the like record but that's if you do all 10 of them together and that's really hard to do to have all 10 of them be perfect oh yeah and that's like the issue but the robot like the computer can do all 10 of them perfectly but like literally like they said that if somebody were to make that record that would be it nobody could beat the record you can only hope to meet it which is like crazy to think about yeah, no, speedrunning is wild. Like, I sometimes, like, wonder... Like, I'll be playing a game, and I'll be like, I wonder what the speedrun record for this is. Yeah, you know? especially sometimes when I'm sitting there, and I get stuck on something for a while, I'm like, how fast did people beat this? 
And then I look it up and then I feel bad about myself. It's great. Sometimes I sit down and I wonder, like, when I'm playing through a game, like I just said before, how close am I to speedrunning it? And what is the actual speedrun record? Because some games I'm like, I took 30 hours to beat this game. I want to know how quickly people were able to beat it. So, I feel like this could be a fun opportunity. There's a lot of really famous World Run records out here. I am very curious to see what world records you might kind of know. Like, I want to look at games you know. Okay. And I... I want to see if you have any... Such as, some, such as some of my favorites? Yeah. I want to see if you have any idea how long it takes to beat these games. <laughs> Alright, sure. I'm down. Future Feats here. In case it isn't obvious yet, these episodes were recorded a while ago in the summer of 2020, so many of the world records we're about to reference have since changed. Just wanted to give a quick disclaimer and explain the disparity. Now, back to the game. Our first game that I wanted to ask is kind of in line with the game we were talking about at the beginning of this discussion how long do you think it takes to beat ocarina of time any percent and this i'm guessing this is with glitch this is included with glitches yeah i think i think most uh i mean with glitches if this is the original n64 version i guess like um 10 minutes 10 minutes you think it's you think it's a easy game to break yeah i've played it before and i've seen it broken the thing is, 10 minutes might be a little low. I would think, like, somewhere in between 10 minutes and, like, 30. Okay, okay. Well... Yeah, what is the... what? Am I, how close am I? Ah, uh, you were pretty close with 10 minutes, honestly. The, uh... Really? World, the world record, as of two months ago, was seven and a half minutes, roughly. What? Wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, this game... Oh, my goodness. That's wild. Yeah. The, f- the top, like, 20 speedruns for this game are sub-10. It's crazy. Some of these games, some of these older games are, you know, easier to break, obviously. But then you get newer ones, like the Battle for... Yeah. Re- Here, here's one. I don't think you know this game very well, but I kind of want to see if you have any semblance of an idea. The Battle for Bikini Bottom, SpongeBob SquarePants game... Oh, yeah. ...just got a rehydrated remaster a few months ago. A speedrunner of the original game was heavily involved in the development of this remaster so he was kind mm-hmm. of there to oversee and give advice and play test and be like hey you know here's what you should probably fix stuff like that how long do you think it takes any percent to beat the battle for bikini bottom remake two minutes you're pretty much right on the money i believe it's like two and a half minutes but it could be even less honestly so the reason i know this is not because i looked it up but because uh, i was talking to a friend recently and he's i was like so i heard the new battle of bikini bottom came out and he was like yeah i played through it and i was like oh that's awesome how is it and he's like it's good but if you want to speed run it apparently on in like the very first stage you can just immediately go to the boss by doing something it's and then you can just fight him and win and i was like Okay. Dude, it's literally a wrong warp, and it is so easy to pull off. My friend learned it and then taught it to me in five minutes, and I got it on my first try. It's really easy. <laughs> the game is, like, okay. very glitchy and broken, and I'm really happy it exists. Don't get me wrong, because I love... I heard it was... Like, I heard I heard if you played it normally, it was still good. I mean, I ran into a lot of glitches, I won't lie, but, like, nothing that made it unplayable, just stuff that kind of made it fun to mess around with, but it's crazy how quickly you can beat that game, and here I was trying to 100% it like the fool I am, but that's actually what kind of got me thinking about this topic lately, was talking about that speedrun with people. 
the next game that I want you to guess that I don't think you know this one, but another game that we uh we 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 definitely played when it first came out. I think. Mm-hmm. What do you think is the world record run for Super Mario Galaxy any percent playing as Mario? Oh, I'm sure it's some stupid number, like five minutes or something. You would be surprised. It's actually two and a half hours. Wait, really? Yeah. Okay. I don't think there's a lot that you can skip through that game. Like, I forget how big of a game that is in the first place sometimes. I gotta replay that game. Um, Oh, it's... I've actually never... I've never played through it. I watched my dad play through it, so... Really? um, Yeah. Oh, I would love to play through that one day with you. That's a great game. Might have to. Another game that we actually brought up today in speedrunning, GoldenEye 007 on the Nintendo 64, which there is an entire YouTube channel dedicated to explaining speedruns of levels in this game because there's so many wacky stories in this community and just weird glitches you can pull with this game. How long do you think it takes to beat GoldenEye 007 on the N64? 10 minutes. 10 minutes. You're feeling low. Yeah. You would be pretty close. Okay. It's actually tw- only 21 and a half minutes. Oh, okay. I, I, so the thing is, I do not have a lot of experience with that game. That was not a game I grew up playing. Yeah. So I don't really know that much. But yeah, I mean, 21 minutes. I've never seen a 113 in my life. I never fucking will. I have one that I know you've played, but I'm not sure if you know the speedrun. How long, any percent, does it take to beat Oblivion? Four minutes and 21 seconds with, uh, what's it called? With, uh, loading screens and without loading screens, three minutes and 20 seconds. So I see you've been, uh, <laughs> looking into this. Oh, I knew this. And then without glitches, it's, I think, about 45 minutes. <laughs> Was I on the money? You were pretty much there, yeah. Time without loads is just over three minutes, and time with loads is just over four minutes. Yeah, that's about it. Crazy times. The thing is, there's a YouTube call. There's a YouTube video called uh, uh, "Oblivion Speed Run: Three Minutes and Twenty Seconds Without Loads, Four Minutes and Thirty One Seconds with with Loads." Ah. So, I see that they've gotten quicker though, and you know what? Good for them. Another game where it's like I'm not surprised you can probably skip a bunch of the. Oh yeah, that game is one of like the glitchiest games I've ever seen. I cannot. I I I'm not surprised at all. That's kind of what makes it fun though. All right. Another classic game from uh, our childhood. Lego Star Wars The Complete Saga. Any percent. What do you think it is? <sighs> I don't know if you've played enough of this to know. I, the thing is, I don't know how glitchy that game is. That's the issue. Mm. I'm going to highball it a little bit, I think. Okay. I'm going to, like, um... <sighs> huh. Uh, like an hour. An hour? I'm going to highball it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. How was I right in highballing it? Um, yes. The record on PC, as of only two weeks ago, is two hours and 40 minutes. Okay, that, so I guess I didn't highball it high enough. <laughs> I guess not. I mean, that doesn't I, surprise like, me. Yeah, the thing is, they do not feel like super glitchy games to me. They feel like there isn't enough in the game for the game to be super duper glitchy. Yeah. You know? In a weird way, I almost feel like they could, um... It's either they are so glitchy where you could beat the game in, like, 20 seconds, or they are, like, not at all glitchy. Yeah, uh, because the LEGO games, I, I think they're they're generally pretty, like, tightly made, but it's not even that. I think your point is good that 
it's just kind of there's not all, enough to them that is easy to like glitch through and like. and another thing if you haven't played uh the lego games before at least the lego star wars games the levels aren't like i mean you can go from level one to six for each episode but once you beat a level you have to go to the next level so the thing is like you can't skip from level one level one in phantom menace to level six in return of the jedi and be like haha i beat the game because you didn't you have to beat all the levels for the game to be like you beat all the levels you know right yeah all right next up a game we talked about uh, a couple months ago at this point the first bioshock any percent huh because that's a like you said in our episode a really tightly made game overall is that a hint to like it, it being a little longer um not necessarily 30 minutes wow you were very close time without loads is 39 minutes and 15 seconds okay the thing about that the, so the thing about first person games in general is that they have a tendency to be a lot like glitchier mm. i don't know why i'm not a game programmer but like from what i've seen i guess that doesn't totally surprise me i feel like i don't know why but it isn't totally surprising yeah all right another i'm gonna hit you with another any percent i'll probably start changing up the categories soon but uh a game that you haven't quite finished but i think you've played enough of and i know you know is near and dear to me because it's a game that i would love to learn to speed run shadow of the colossus the original on playstation 2 and playstation 3 30 minutes 30 minutes is that is that like really short it's actually it's an hour 27 one hour 27 55 seconds but for some reason i okay i'll i think we talked about this i actually think we've talked about i don't know if we've talked about it here or in general but i think we've talked about this before and now that you say that i'm like okay that makes sense so i think we talked about it off air because for a certain like event that we were gonna do i wanted to we were i was talking about cutting my run in half during the second time and i was like Uh uh-huh yeah, I think, it, I think that's what you're thinking of. Alright, are you ready for your next one? Yep. Oh, shoot, I don't know if you've played this game. Oh, find a different one. Hold on. No, no, it's, what, what is it? Alright, uh, the original Half-Life. Oh, um, I've never played it, but I, I do want to make a guess, because I feel like that game is one of those games where it's either janky as hell and it's, like, te- two minutes, or it's, like, really well made and it's, like, an app. Uh, like... 45 minutes very very close 31 minutes time without okay. loads on steam which is yeah pretty reasonable we've talked about how janky the source engine can be and this is half-life and not half-life source so it you know wasn't quote-unquote cleaned up at all although i've learned recently that half-life source is apparently not necessarily the ideal way to play the game but who knows i do want to hit you with a a bit of a, a bit of a hard one here though Maybe not a hard one, but an interesting one. A game that you might not typically think about speedrunning because its intent is normally to take your time. But the original Animal Crossing, to get all debts, what do you think the speedrun for that is? 37 minutes. You were incredibly, incredibly close. It is like 34 and a half minutes, which is Bro, fascinating. I... Cause, like, yeah, that's you... odd. There's got to be some sort of, like, duplication glitch or something, because the premise um, of that game is just pay off debt. <laughs> it's probably that, and I'm also sure that at least at some point they quit the game, come back in, and change the time. Oh, yeah. That's got to be part of it. Yeah. So, 
we can continue the game in a second, but one thing I actually do want to talk about that's really interesting is, at least in the Breath of the Wild speedrun, to speedrun the game, you're supposed to play the game in French. Really? What about it in French? So, the cutscenes that... I think it was originally German. So, when you skip the first big cutscene where, like, you see the world and the game does, like, the whole, like... Um, and you see, like, Zelda of Zelda, Breath of the Weth up on the screen. What it does is it turns on the time, so, like, the clock, as well as the weather. As well as you have to go through a few more, um, cutscenes. But what you, if you skip out of that first, time doesn't start, so you're stuck at 5.15 a.m., and it's always sunny, so you don't have to worry about, like, crappy weather ruining your run. Oh. Um, yeah. Because if you've never played Breath of the Wild, when you're climbing stuff in Breath of the Wild, if it's raining, it sucks and is awful. But so the French run apparently cuts off like the seconds or milliseconds needed to make it the fastest language to play the game in. Like little details like that are so cool to me. Yeah, it's and then the guy I was watching was talking about um, there was like a conversation you have to go through and he was like, when you're doing this conversation, you're going to do the second option, like because there's like multiple options you can do in conversations, like ask questions or just be like, I don't want to talk to you anymore or whatever. And the first conversation you have with the old man in the speed run, it's second option first, this first option twice, and then the second option last. And it's the quickest way to get through the conversation with him. And I was like, that's crazy that people have done the time to figure out. I love details like that so much. That's so fascinating. I mean, that brings you to a question I wanted to ask you that you've kind of answered already. But, like, in an ideal world, what games do you wish you could be really good at speedrunning? Because one of the ones that I... I already mentioned Shadow of the Colossus. I would love to speedrun that game because I really love that game. And also, it seems Uh like one of the games that is not terribly difficult to get a reasonable run on yeah because um, that's what i mean when i ask this question you know what i mean like not necessarily yeah. world record but to get a run that is impressive the only reason i would pick breath of the wild right now is just so i don't have to go through all the work <laughs> completely fair i wouldn't want to speed run oblivion i don't have the want to because i don't see getting any enjoyment out of that i don't play oblivion to play it quickly i play oblivion to take my time right it's one of those games that not to sound cheesy, but the value is in all of the wacky stuff that happens along the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to think if there's any other, like, impressive speedruns that I'd love to do. I mean, I feel like if you... I feel like you with a lot of Zelda games, honestly. Yeah, maybe maybe Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask or something. Yeah. I feel like it'd be such a flex to have, like, a really impressive speedrun on one of the Oracle games or something. You're like, yeah, I'm a Zelda speedrunner, no big deal. And people are like, oh, that's pretty cool. I... Well, what was I, I going to say? I think it would be really funny, like, um, me and Feats, with, like, a bunch of other people, we uh, had, like, a, a big event where we did, like, a Ocarina of Time speedrun. Like, it, none of us knew really how to do it. Um, it was just kind of more of just, like, who could get the farthest in, like, two hours. And I think it would just be hysterical to, like, one day we have another one of those... And, like, maybe it's Breath of the Wild or something. It's, like, uh, speedrun, see who can get the farthest. And by the farthest, we mean... Because we kind of already did that, but, like, I'm trying to think of, like, another way we could do it. And then I just, like, sit down, and I just beat the game in, like, 45 minutes. Oh, that'd be amazing. That'd be powerful. I mean, one of my friends and I used to do this all the time, and we're talking about doing it again. I know he's listening, so you know who you are. 
we would sit down and be like, what's a game we grew up playing a lot of? And we'd be like, okay, we're going to sit down and buckle down for the night, probably pull an all-nighter, and just set up two monitors and race each other and see who can get to the end of the game faster. That's actually dope. We might have to do that. It's a lot of fun, and I would love to do that with you two at some point. Yeah, I'd have to. As much as it's a struggle, I remember one of the games we did was Super Mario Galaxy, which took, you know, all night, but... Oh, it was so much fun. Playing through that entire game in one sitting, it's rough. But, like, there was so much strategy to it, because, like you said, going into an event like that, where, like, you probably don't know many glitches. However, you kind of pick up things here or there, or you're like, okay, this level is notorious. In Mario Galaxy, for instance, this level is notoriously difficult. So you're going to try and skip that one. But then it's kind of like, which one is a faster level? Which do I think I can beat faster, you know? Yeah. It's tough, but it's a lot of fun. One game we did it with once was Luigi's Mansion. Back when I was younger, Luigi's Mansion would be the game that I would play. Anytime I was home from school sick, I would just dedicate the entire day to doing another playthrough of that because even as a casual player, if you know what you're doing in that game, it's very easy to get through in a day. Yeah, it's not a super long game. But the good thing is it's a game that, like, it makes the most of the space it has, I think. Which is one of the reasons... I really love the original Luigi's Mansion. I think it has a lot of charm. And I have a lot of nostalgia for it, because it was my sick day game. But we tried to do a race of that against each other one day. And I was like, saving's gonna take time. I don't need to save. And then I got a game over, like, two hours in, and got really defeated, because I lost all of my progress. So. And were you, like, far ahead of your friend? I was not super far ahead. He... <laughs> Again, he's not going to be surprised when he hears this, but he plays a lot more video games than me and is just generally a lot better at them than me. So he would always kind of usually be a little bit ahead of me for most of it. And then by the end, he'd be way ahead of me, but we'd just be doing it for the heck of it. Oh, yeah. And at that point, he was we were still pretty decently like tied. But then after that, I was like, I have no chance of catching up. It was sad. It hurt my soul. I won't lie. That sounds hurt, like it would hurt your soul. You should always save. But also, yeah, I was an idiot. <laughs> like, that's such an obvious thing. And I knew that, too. This wasn't that long ago. But I was like, eh, you know, I can, I'll can, i be fine. I can do it. It's easy. We also did a, uh, we did one night where we went through the entire Brawl story mode. And that was fun. To do that side by side. I mean, yeah, that sounds dope. It's so much fun. Like, just, you know, put music on or, like, put podcasts on. And just kind of chill and talk as you're playing through the same game. And just... It's so nice. It's very casual. Casual speedrunning is a lot of fun, too. Yeah, like, not to, like, beat a record, but just to, like, be like, can I do this quickly? Like, uh, Portal 2 is a fun game to casually speedrun. Definitely. That's a great pick. I didn't even think about that. I need to look up what the speedrun for that is. Oh, I'm sure it's, like, 20 minutes. That game is not hard. Well, while I look that up, though, I'm curious to hear my other question was, what is, like, a game that you think you could beat at a pretty reasonable pace? I mean, definitely portal is one of them i naturally was decent at that game just because like i know how orange box or whatever games work just because i grew up playing them yeah um so like i know a lot about the source engine and stuff and i know how well it works and stuff i think i mean i already mentioned shadow of the colossus which i've only done two run-throughs of but i cut my runtime significantly the second time uh, to amount that i was really surprised by so I like to think that now that I know what I'm doing, I'm decent at that game. I need to give it another shot soon, actually. I would really love to just sit down for a day and do it, because 
the second run for that for me took five hours, which I know is way off one hour, but like beating a full game in five hours is not bad. And I'm not trying to say that to, to like toot my own horn. I'm just trying to say that like, you know, it's a game that's not super difficult to speedrun. It's not a huge commitment if you're mm -hmm. just doing it casually, of course. I haven't played Luigi's Mansion in a few years, but I'd like to think that would still hold up and that I'd still be decent at that. Probably. I'm sure you're, I'm sure you would have a decent run through that. I'm sure. Um, I'm just looking at the Dying Light speed run right now, and I honestly think that if I were to play through it again, um, I would have a decent time speed run. Like, not speed running it, but, like, it took me probably a total of, I'd guess, like, 15 to 20 hours to beat. And I know that sounds like a lot, but I was also doing, like, every side quest I found. I was playing with friends, so we were just kind of goofing off a lot. I think if I played through that, I mean, the speed runs for like two hours, I'd probably beat it in like five or six hours, I think. Which again is reasonable, and now that we're yeah. talking about it, I really do just want to sit down and just like... Like, I think if I really sat down and I only did story uh, missions, I think I could beat it. Yeah? Probably. So, I'll just keep throwing these up as they come up. How long do you think it takes to beat Portal 2 uh, single player? Oh, an hour and 15 minutes. Wow, another very close one. It's only 58 and a half minutes. Okay. And it's another one that's really recent, too. Like, yeah. that record was achieved two weeks ago. Was it really? Apparently, according to speedrun.com. That's wild. Yeah, the speedrunning community is one of those communities where I'm always just like, what are you guys doing? And honestly, like, why can't I do it, too? There's a notorious YouTuber who makes speedrunning videos that a lot of people I know kind of, you know, are really into because he talks he does a really good job at explaining in depth kind of like the process of how things came about and why things work and telling really cool stories he has yeah. a really famous video that was one of those videos that just randomly showed up in people's recommended feeds mm -hmm. a few years ago obviously i know there's you know a algorithm behind it but it's one of those things it's like oh what's this and it was a video on chaco mountain from mario kart 64 it's like a 30 minute video and of course us and all of our friends are, you know, total losers with nothing better to do with our time, so we're like, hell yeah, I'll watch a 30-minute video about breaking this one Mario Kart course from two decades ago. And it's a great video. His his name is Summoning Salt, I should say the name. And you just see the videos he posts about random games, and you're like, people are still committed to this just absolutely random NES game from 30 years ago. So much respect for those people. Yeah, it's, um, I've talked about Critical before, but, um, this isn't even, like, a I enjoy his stuff type comment. This is more of just a, it was interesting, he and, like, basically a good portion of his fan base basically were racing each other to beat this game called, like, House of Caravan. Nobody had ever played a game, um, really. It was, like, a crappy little horror game, and, like, they sat down, and he, like, kept playing it and playing it and playing it and playing it and playing it until he beat the game in like it was like 14 seconds holy crap yeah it like was a very easily breakable game to the point where like if you sit down for a few minutes and just watch like a quick tutorial you could probably beat it in like 30 seconds on your first few tries like it's not a very hard game to speed run but i think it's interesting that sometimes people will find these little games that nobody's ever heard of and just, like, decide, you know what? I'm going to figure out how to break this and then speedrun it. And they just do. And I just think that's hysterical and awesome. Which I was actually talking about with one of our friends a few weeks back at this point. Because the only games I can do are, like like I said, Luigi's Mansion or 
I mean, I was playing a crap ton of Sonic Adventure 2 recently, playing with the randomizer, mm -hmm. but still just realizing how much you can break that game pretty easily. Oh, yeah. But I would love to find a game that is more obscure, and not even to get a world record, but just to, you know, be one of the few people who was really good at that. It I don't know. It's just a very satisfying feeling, even to know that you're getting a decent run. Oh, yeah. That reminds me. I keep thinking of this one friend because he's pretty into speedrunning, was learning how to speedrun in the past, and I talked to him about it a lot, and I just remembered, he came back from his first semester being like, I made a game, like, with my with my classmates, do you want to play it? And I was like, you bet I do. So he gave me the download for my computer. It was a pretty basic game where it was like, you're in caves, there's three power-ups to pick up, there's like three areas, and in each area there's three extra collectibles, and you just have to get out of the cave, basically. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty short game. I kind of sucked at it at first. But I was like, this is pretty short. And then I would just keep playing it over and over again when I didn't have anything better to do. I actually think you 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 saw me doing this when I was back in the day when I was doing this, but I don't know if you remember it because it was like fall of 2018. I decided, I was like, okay, I'm not going to see him for two months. Over these two months, I'm going to learn to speedrun his game. And then I'm going to come back home and be like, hey, guess what? I broke your game. And you know what? I did, and it was so worth it. It was so much fun because there was one glitch he had with like a power-up that you could glitch into a block and every time you glitch into the block it would start forcefully pushing the character upwards to get out of the block so you could do it to cheat through some some of the more difficult parts of the game and i played for so long trying to like break that and figure it out he knew about that one and said they left it in However, I ended up finding another glitch or two that he was like, I didn't even know that was there. He was like, we were playtesting it so many times and none of us noticed. So, what was your record? like? Um, oh, shoot. Let me look up the photo. But it was it was sub five minutes. It was like four minutes <laughs> something. It was so much fun. And I only just remembered in the middle of this conversation. But, oh. Yeah, I mean, hell yeah. Like, that's one of those things where it's just like... You're just doing it for the fun of it. Yeah, because like when I'm like when I say I'm trying to speed run uh, Breath of the Wild, it's not because like I'm trying to break new grounds and like find the next big glitch for Breath of the Wild. I don't really care that much. It's not something I really am interested in. I guess. Right. You're not out here to be making world records. As cool as that would be. Yeah. The thing. The thing about speed running, and and this is not. This is not sending like any. You know, I'm not being like, ah, oh, you have no life. But it's it's a time sink. It's a big time sink. And it's it also, it's a dedication that I'm just, I'm not 100% sure I have. And I 110,000% have, like, huge respect for all the people who, like, do all that stuff. Absolutely. Like, I say I got a speedrun on my friend's game. And I would like to pride myself on some things, like... I could tell you what jumps were faster than others. There's a point where it's literally faster to let yourself die and then respawn than to, like, try and jump back out. Like, a bunch of little stuff like that. Even that, as much as it's a short game, it was still probably a total of hours and hours of just messing around with it. It is a yeah. huge commitment. I mean, one of my favorite parts about it, too, is it's fun to see glitches in a game, whether they're, you know, wacky, funny kind of glitches or... Mm -hmm. Or just stuff that's just like, oh, that's so fascinating. Like, why does that work, you know? Yeah. Such as an entire playthrough of the Vengers. I will also say, I, I brought up back up the game to refresh my memory, and I'm remembering some things. 
I do remember he showed me afterwards. He was like, I kept saying to him, I was like, I wish I was kept trying to find a way to like glitch and get the power ups early to see if I could just beat the game right from the start because you fall down from the hole that you're trying to get back up to. And he was like, well, and he showed me the developer keys that you like you depress just to give yourself the power up. So I was like, oh my goodness. So I'm pretty sure using that, my final speed run was like 20 seconds or something. Oh, it was so fun. I do miss that time of my life, man, now that I'm thinking about it. But yeah, seeing a game broken, and a lot of times it lets you see some really cool like out-of-bounds things, which I've always loved. I have a fascination with game maps that kind of connect to each other, I guess, which doesn't make a lot of sense, but I'll explain in a second. For those who have played Mario Kart Double Dash, there's a map called Mushroom Bridge, which you're like driving around a little city. You go across a, a pretty... A pretty iconic looking bridge and then you can see a city in the distance and there's another level called mushroom city where out in the distance you can see the bridge on the sky on like the horizon and i was like that's so cool because it kind of builds this sense of space of this world around you and i love stuff like that there's more of that in that game where there's a level called daisy's cruise that shows up in the bay of another level that's on a beach which is pretty cool and that happens in a lot of games that I like. Part of the reason I love the Source Engine in Gary's Mod so much is it's one of those games where you can like look at any spot in the map and you could be like, I can just go there. Even if it's part of the skybox, which is disappointing, you can just kind of cheat your way up there and like look around it. And I just, I don't know, that stuff is so cool to me. And a lot of times speedrunning will kind of break that sense of space, but can also give you a better sense of space like with the Breath of the Wild thing, knowing that, you know, there's a room, like, kind of above you, stationed in the world, you don't really think about that necessarily, but it's just, it's fascinating. It's really fascinating. I love that kind of stuff. Sorry, I went on, like, yeah. a huge tangent no, there. No, I got you, I got you. I feel that. Because, um, and, and sometimes, like, they even include things that are, like, outside of the map for, like, the people who do end up cheating and stuff. Um, I know in a Justin Roiland game i can't remember i think it's one of his vr games there's this closed door that has like a crack under it and you can like see that there's a room in there and people were trying to figure out how to get in and finally somebody was like i'm just gonna use no clip and uh in the room is just this like big guy sitting at a computer and he's just like yo like how'd you get in here dude like you probably cheated or something right i'm guessing you cheated and i was like that's dope like why would you put that in there <laughs> Right? It's that attention to detail that's so fantastic. And speedrunning really highlights the attention to detail and or lack thereof. But yeah, out of bounds stuff is great. There's some really great YouTube channels for that. It's super great. Super duper great. The last kind of thing I wanted to kind of bring up that's somewhat in this vein of speedrunning. It's a bit out there, but a lot of speedruns are 100% speedruns as we talked about. Because, you know, sometimes you don't want to just jump straight to the end. You want to like actually play the game. That sounded like a diss. It's not meant to be a diss. <laughs> no, you didn't. Would you say that you're, like, a completionist type person, just in oh, general? Oh, God, no. Oh, God, no. Not at all? No, 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 no. So, I, when I play a game, I do the things I want to do, I play the game, and then I leave. I don't care about collectibles. They don't really have a lot of meaning to me. Like, I love Pokemon. You know I love Pokemon. I've never completed a Pokedex. I don't see a reason why everyone's like but you get the shiny charm and i'm like that's great i'm gonna spend hundreds of hours trying to farm for these shit shitty little like discoloration um people who who shiny farm that's not a diss to you it's it's just not something i'm super interested in 
I don't know. I just, I'm not a completionist. It's something I don't really enjoy. It's another kind of, you know, way of playing the game that's, like, different for different people, and that's totally normal. Yeah. It depends on the game for me. I tried to 100% Battle for Bikini Bottom because I love that game, and I know it's not super out of my way to do so. But mm -hmm. if I'm playing, like, like most Zelda games, I'm probably not going to try and 100% because a lot of times some of the stuff will just be kind of dummy stupid, I guess. I was trying 100% Majora's Mask on my first legitimate run-through on the 3DS, but I have not yet completed that. I will have to get back to that one day. Actually, that is a game I would not mind 100%ing. I would not mind 100%ing Majora's Mask, because the thing is, it's not collectibles. It's all these, like, really interesting things that they added to the game. Yeah. I'm not... I'm just not a huge fan of collectibles. Like, some people, when they see that, like, 100%, like, that's huge for them. And you know what? Go for it. You have a different drive than I do. My drive isn't really to do that my drive is like to just kind of goof off and have fun with the game mm. i mean i'm definitely much more towards that line where i i have a completionist mentality with regard to certain things like when i'm watching like a movie series or a show or something i'm kind of like okay i want to watch this in the order it was intended to be watched i don't want to skip anything mm -hmm. and yeah it can be bad sometimes because that has deterred me from certain things <laughs> i won't lie yeah i also i'm the kind of person that would love to collect things but i have to stop myself because i know if i do i'm going to spend too much money on it <laughs> like i have a collection of cds and blu-rays because i really love music and i really love movies but i've limited myself to just the ones that i really love because i don't want to get out of hand with it <laughs> but like oh i don't know i'm that kind of guy where i'm like when i want one i'm like oh but it'd be so nice to have them all which is terrible <laughs> did you ever like have you ever collected anything in your life I mean, I do... Uh, I'm trying to think if I've ever collected anything, like... I mean, I have a lot of Magic cards. Yeah, trading trading card games is something I've always kind of had to hold myself back from because I'm like, oh no, I know I could get too deep yeah. into this. Um, In our house, we have a lot of video games, I guess, but like that's not just me collecting, that's just what we've accrued over the years. Right. You have a family full of gamers. We're gamers, yeah. One of the things that I kind of always, not really prided myself on, but was excited about was getting all of the Mario Kart games. Hey, that's... Yeah. I remember coming close to getting a... Wait, I might have a physical copy of Super Circuit for the Game Boy Advance. I think I do. Which I know probably doesn't sound that impressive, but, like... No, I was, I'm... Like, I was tracking it down mid-2010s, so... No, that's fair, man. That's, like... I think the closest thing I have to that is, like, I'm trying to beat all the Zelda games. Not necessarily right. own, but beat. Um, and I'm I'm over halfway there, I think. Which is crazy impressive. I, I have all the 3D games beat, and I have, like, all of the good... 2d games be i'm actually i don't know anything about four swords or the oracles games i hear those have good parts to them but like i still have to be like spirit tracks and triforce heroes and shit mm -mm. yeah yeah i mean, well that's another thing i remember a few years ago i had so many games that i hadn't beaten because i used to be terrible at beating video games and i'm still not the best mm -hmm. but I was like, okay, I'm going to make a list of all of the video games I own and keep track of what ones I've beaten and just, like, start grinding through it. And I never got super far into it, but, like, mad respect for that. Because the most I've ever done anything like that was I was like, oh, I'll get all gold in Mario Kart Wii back in the day <laughs> or something like that. And now I, you know, try for it casually, but it's rare that it's yeah. ever going to happen with me. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think the closest I've gone to that, at least in the past, like, five years, was I got all the shrines in Breath of the Wild. I got all 120. 
I mean, that, that one's not, like, super-duper crazy. Not as crazy as getting all uh, 900 of the Korok seeds, oh. but, like, you also get a set of armor that looks like Link's original armor if you beat all 120 shrines. I was like, hell yeah, that's dope. That is super cool. I'm here yeah. for that. So that was really cool. That felt really good. It's good when there's a reward, you know? When there's not a reward, it's not as enticing for most yeah, people, which is understandable. But... But, but like, there are those people, like, we know a few people, and I know, like, I have a couple of friends who, like, when they see that 100%, like, that's big for them. Yeah, which, I totally get that. I will say, the only other things that I've ever kind of thought about collecting are, like, I used to have a collection of state quarters that I still have. I don't think it's complete, and it's definitely out of date. That was pretty Shit. fun. And then I, there were certain comic series, comic, comic runs... Mm-hmm. that i wanted to collect but that adds up super fast yeah i don't know i know we've talked about completionism a little bit before but it's just something that speedrunning made me think of was just kind of yeah. that completionist and collector attitude that is something that i find really cool and i would love mm-hmm. to collect something if i ever have the money like getting vinyl records would be really cool but yeah those that's the, are it's the, money. the money the money aspect is always the toughest part yeah but what can you do i'm trying to think if there are any other things about speedrunning that i wanted to bring up i mean we covered all of my notes but i think it would be fun uh unless you have anything else to end with a couple more a uh, couple more speedrun guesses all right have you ever played a uh, new super mario bros in the nintendo ds yeah what do you think is the any percent for, for poker that Oh, for poker, I wish, dude. <laughs> dude, Luigi's poker was wild. That game, um, I put so many hours into that minigame yeah, for some the, the, uh, She Loves Me Not game. Oh, classic. Or the one where you, it's like, find Yoshi in the army of Luigi's. Oh, that one was fun. All the heads, clicking on the heads. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. I mean, I'm sure there's, like, a warp pipe somewhere, so, like, ten minutes. Mmm... It's actually 22 minutes and 40 seconds without loads. Really? I'm actually, actually, it's the kinda, same with loads. I'm actually kind of surprised. Yeah. If you want to get 100%, what do you think 100% is? An hour. It's actually like two and a half hours. Wow. So a thing I'll remind you of is you can skip, like, you can entirely skip two worlds of the game in a casual right. run. Right, yep, yep. Because of the way New Super Mario Bros. is laid out, for those who don't know, is it's like you have to pick between worlds 3 and 4 and then 6 and 7 or something like that. Yeah. Very strange. I mean, you can go back and do them, but if you're doing it linearly, very strange. Yeah, that's an odd thing to do. I would like to point out the current world record holder for New Super Mario Bros. in the DS is uh, Spicy Noodles. So, props to you, Spicy Noodles. Big ups, my guy, big ups. I think of one... I was going to say the the 100%, uh, guess what the 100% Breath of the Wild run is? Oh, 100%? Ooh. Yeah. Oh, that's nasty. Yeah, it's disgusting. Dude, I'm going to say it's like 20 hours at least. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like a little over 20 hours, like 20, 22 hours or something like that. It's wild. That's like, so there, gross. There's, there's a video you can watch on YouTube of a guy doing it in, like, 22 hours, and I was like, why? Why would you do that to yourself, you poor man? I mean, I guess the good thing about that is, like, think about being the first person who's like, screw it, I'm gonna do it. Because while it's most certainly gonna get beaten, I feel like you could hold the record in that for a while if you were at the beginning and you just did it, because how many people are actually gonna want to do that? Yeah, nobody. 
Oh, that sucks. And also, you, you do have to practice that. That's, like, the scary part, is, like, you do have to practice. Yeah, absolutely. Because of all the... Oh, that that just hurts thinking about it. It really does. All right, I got I got one for you. This could be our final one, potentially. Um, I'm trying not to talk about the same, like, five games every every week, but this is a pretty well-renowned one. Vanilla Minecraft, Java okay. Edition. I'll, I'm going to have you guess a few. Seeded or unseeded? So, if you have the set seed, what do you think? I think it's like six minutes. Dude, it's only three minutes. Oh, Jesus. And then I think the seeded, the unseeded one is some is like between 10 and 20 minutes. It's just over 20 at 22 minutes. Okay. But yeah, I realize this whole episode is going to be inherently dated by the time. Who cares? Whatever. It's whatever. I don't... Everyone knows we're recording ahead of time now. But yeah, it's wild. I think we had a fun little little journey here. I hope yeah. people enjoyed this. Yeah, I, I definitely did. Yeah, we had a good time, and that's what matters. I don't care if anyone else enjoyed it. Screw <laughs> you guys. Fuck y'all. <laughs> so, all right, well, I Thank think you for time. joining me. Yeah. yeah. I think it's about war. that time. Hey, I didn't say my thing yet. Our reservoir. No, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Follow us yes. at 218timepod on Twitter. Yes. Also follow us at 218timepod on Instagram, where we will also post the images and videos we referenced this week, as well as some other fun stuff. Or you can join our subreddit, r slash 218time, to get involved in the discussion, or reach out to us more directly by leaving a review. We may even read yours in the show. And if you're planning on staying with us for future episodes, be sure to subscribe or follow on your YouTube or podcatcher of choice to keep up to date with our weekly shenanigans. I know it's annoying to ask, but... It helps you and us a lot. Stay tuned next Tuesday for more fun 218 time shenanigans. Godspeed. Our reservoir. Yeah, there you go. Now you know how to do it. Go fuck yourself. <laughs>